Hi everybody, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have a special guest who's who's just written a book called Love is the Power. Now this is actually a um, autobiography but uh, something like you've never read before. There is a, there's quite a story to be told here and a quite a, an amazing message for humanity as a whole. Um, but before we get into uh, our conversation today, I just want to remind you that if you are watching this video on Facebook Live or on our YouTube channel later on, don't forget that after you watch the show, click the link below this video so you can take my 30 second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back from success. So please help me in welcoming my special guest today, Robert O. Williams. Hi, Robert. How are you? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm fantastic. It's such an honor to be on your show. Thank you for having me, Natalie. Thank you so much for being here. Um, like I was saying to you just before we started uh, the show, it's like I was reading through, you know, quickly going through your book. Um, and uh, you have had quite the life. I think you've actually been able to squeeze a few lifetimes into this one life experience. So um, can you tell, like, just why don't we give some highlights to the people that are watching the show right now, this amazing journey that you've been on? It has been an amazing journey, and it always is a beautiful surprise every day that I wake up. Um, I grew up uh, in an odd place uh, in consciousness. I used to see fairies and all kinds of nature spirits, which of course everybody else thought that was just because I was crazy or mentally ill or something. So I didn't tell too many people, but I grew up uh, uh, with that kind of thing happening all the time. And then I uh, really got into music and had my life set out to be a professional musician and actually, you know, so went through high school and college playing my saxophone and got a gig with a bunch of different bands, including the Beach Boys. That was my big win, right? You know, yeah. especially in the 70s. Yes. <laughs> Everybody knew the Beach Boys back then. So uh, uh, I, I was playing with them. And, and uh, uh, during that time in the mid to late 70s, I got very, very ill, very, very sick. And had this near-death experience so uh, you wanted the introduction like I don't want to just keep going here so that was kind of my short life with the fairies odd kid on the block playing saxophone Beach Boys that brings us up to 1979 Wow so um, I, I want to just uh, for anyone that's watching the show uh, and, and I know that I've had guests on in the past, and I was actually just talking about this last week, how I seem to have um, a run of guests who, you know, and you included, who had some kind of ability. I had a, a woman on here who could see ghosts. I had a person who was a medium. I know uh, yourself, you could see fairies and so forth. But, but they had some, was that were younger? You know, had these abilities, but then for for whatever reason, whether it's because they thought people thought they were crazy or they were shut down, it, it kind of went dormant for a while. But then an event happened for them in their early twenties that helped to waken up. So tell me a little bit about, about the near death experience. Do you think that the reason you had that was so that you could awaken these gifts again in you? You know, I I do, but not in the sense that I feel like I'm the only one or I was special. In fact, just the opposite. I felt the experience, so I, so your audience knows about near-death experience, so I was, my heart had stopped, my breath had stopped, um, and yet I was conscious and I was in a different dimension mm -hmm. and, and actually various dimensions. So the most profound experience or the most profound statement I can make 
about that experience was that it wasn't me, it was us. It was all of us. And that the essence of life itself, the essence of consciousness itself is a unified field. It's not, you know, we, we, we precipitate and we condense energy and matter in, in a very wonderful and mysterious way so that I can be talking to you and we have, you know, different bodies, different locations, different stories, different backgrounds. But at the essence, my direct experience was of unity, was that there is one loving, all-pervading consciousness. And, and from there, you know, it's like the root, one root and the many branches and the many leaves and the many fruits of the tree that look different on the surface, but have the root in the same, from the same source. Right. You know, I, I've just recently, I worked with Dr. Joe Dispenza, who in, in most of our community know this, and we threw at the events workshops, you know, meditating for five days at different, you know, varying levels and, and lengths of meditations. And our purpose is to connect to the unified field, which is exactly the term that he uses. Um, okay. so that we know what it's like to be one with, with, with everyone. And, and, and from that field of infinite possibility, you know, to be able to create, create from there. So, um, so, so I, I, can, I feel like maybe that that event opened up a, a spirituality for you. Did you have some form of that while you were, you know, touring and in the 70s, uh, touring with the Beach Boys? You know, I, I did. And, and this, is, this is the cool thing. Um, the, one of the most famous Beach Boys songs is called Good Vibrations. Mm -hmm. You're probably too young to remember. But oh, Good that. Vibrations was a number one hit for a long time. And it's a great song. And uh, uh, when I was with the Beach Boys, not all the time, but often we'd play that song and the whole audience and all everybody there, the workers at the ticket booth, everybody was in this higher vibrational uh, zone of consciousness. Mm. And, and that is a higher state of consciousness. So when I was out of my body in these different dimensions, there is a, a state where we can have our differences, we can have our individuality, and yet the unity through our hearts starts to overflow. And there's a high state of love and a high state of compassion and understanding. You know, the golden rule, everybody's heard of that. And if you actually experience yourself as in union with all others, then how, how can you not have compassion? How can you not love them? Because it is really another aspect of yourself. So in concerts with the Beach Boys, we would get into that zone and we musicians and people who have been to concerts, I bet you all of us have had that experience where, whoa, something is different here. And it's not just the chord progressions or, you know, the singer just, you know, with more emotion, there's something magical. It's a group conscious, um, unified experience. So I had that with the Beach Boys. I even had it in, you know, just bands growing up and sometimes, in, in different situation with groups of people, we'd all kind of merge and for a while. And then we go back to our differences and the differences begin to pervade more than our hearts unified feel. And that's just the bridge we're on right now. We're, we're bridging these paradigms between our individual selves and our needs and our fears perhaps to our collective blossoming with the collective realization that we are a we all the time. We're a we speaking with each other, communicating with each other, and ultimately 
understanding how the heart does that even when we're not speaking words, even when we're not uh, doing this or that, because the heart is an all-pervading connecting link for each one of us. Mm. Well, uh, apparently the heart is another brain. Uh, you know, it, it has, you know, it has an intelligence to it. It has an energy to it. Um, and I agree that, you know, through our heart and through, you know, uh, that connection. So how does this, how does this apply to life? Like, you know, okay, so you, you, you know this, you've had that connection with the unified field. How do you come back from that and then live a human life or a human experience? <laughs> uh, it was, it was a, a bit tricky. <laughs> it was a bit tricky. Because I had, I actually lost most of my individual desires, and I was just serving this this mystery, this light, this love. Um, but I think I can answer in a practical sense. Uh, it's been a long time. This is 1979, and here we are. The, the the most profound practice that I can share with with anyone is is to recognize from time to time. What we're thinking, what we're feeling, and that that subjective awareness that can identify what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're feeling emotionally, what we're feeling physically, that subject, you know, the 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 silent observer actually is more truthfully who we are. And so that is not bound by the thoughts. That that state of awareness, that reality of consciousness is not bound by our thoughts, not bound by our, uh, our, our emotions, or, but enlivens them. So it's a, it's a practice. If we just stop right, right here and just, what are we thinking? What are we feeling? You know, and, and we've all heard about being in the now moment. It's a reality, this, this place, we're accepting all that is, and the heart begins to open. It literally, the heart chakra, and a clairvoyant can see this, and I can see it from time to time. The heart actually has a gold light and begins to open up, and it and it doesn't stop with our bodies. It begins mm -hmm. to connect with not only everybody else, but uh, inspiration, solutions to problems, insights, all the great in inventions and, and uh, innovations and insights. Even Einstein, he'd, he'd have to go off on his in his uh, rowboat and play the violin to get out of his head, to get out of his emotional attachment to whatever, and then the download would happen, right? right. So that's a function of the heart. That's a function of of unconditional love or letting go in each moment. Right. Yeah, I know, and, and like I'm completely on board with the whole thing. It's like with, uh, with Joe, just because I've come from that event, uh, he explains exactly the same thing, but from science. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing how, you know, religion, science, spirituality is kind of all melding into this one, this one ball of awesomeness yeah. and a ball of love that we can understand, you know, the true essence of who we are, you know, and, yeah. uh, and then have, like you said, have that compassion, have that, have that empathy, have that ability to, so that permeates in your relationships, new conversations, how you are with other people. So, uh, so tell me a little bit more about the purpose behind writing your book. You know, what, what is it that you're hoping the reader will, will get from, from reading it? To 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 uh, to realize uh, that love there's a there's a, a state of consciousness that I define in the book as love. It's not something we do. It's actually something that is. Mm. It is not something that we effort to try to realize. It is actually something that we 
when we release and you can even say just accept everything for this moment what it is we actually realize that this is the baseline for our very selves and for the for all of creation it doesn't have to be uh you know it doesn't have to be a near-death experience or anything too dramatic it could be very subtle but also just kind of a a sudden realization that oh my gosh we have this field of information we have the solutions to our problems we have the love that is required to heal our wounds and to heal the the, the suffering even the cruelty so the purpose of writing the book really was I have a, a friend also in Australia who said hey you, you would listen to my stories and said hey mate you know you got to write it down <laughs> so really it's as simple as that it wasn't a, like a big deal for me, but uh, uh, it, it's turned into a wonderful opportunity to connect with people like you. And then we've also uh, discovered that we can generate the frequencies of the heart and generate the frequencies of the optimal functioning of all of our energy centers through different applications, through different medium. And one of the things that's in the book is about we can get now an app that will generate these life-supporting natural frequencies that uh, protects, encourages, enhancing our own ability to live more fully and to be in our hearts. These are innate in nature. So if we take a walk in the woods, we're going to feel those same frequencies. Now we've been able to figure out how to broadcast those frequencies to a cell phone. So that's kind of cool. And, and the book talks about that in a little bit more detail. Yeah. Now, I know, uh, like I was mentioning before, another way that we can reach this unified field in this place of, of love is through meditation. Um, and I know that you are a proponent of transcendental meditation or TM. So uh, have you done other types of meditations? Like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering what, what sets TM aside from the others and why do you like it so much? You know, I've tried just about every one of them. There was a period where I was just exploring uh, all kinds of uh, techniques. Transcendental meditation, I like it because because of that word effortlessness. If you're if you're meditating, if you're doing TM properly, you know, uh, it's it's not something that you concentrate. You don't use your mind actually. You don't use uh, uh, any kind of effort. That's the key word. It's it's just you close your eyes. You notice that there's thoughts. The thoughts come effortlessly. You replace the thoughts with your mantra, with that same ease of witnessing, you know, just how thoughts come and go. And the rest is automatic. So it actually, uh, without effort, expands your awareness. And you begin to see that the seer is greater than these objects of perception. Yes. So it's a very simple. That's why I like TM. I mean, I, the others are great, too. I'm not, I don't, I don't dog any of them. Anything that's kind of, makes us uh, take a pause once in a while and, and you know, just be with ourselves, I think is a good thing. Right. Now, I know that you also have an app that uh, that uh, is connected with the book as well. So tell me a little bit about that technology because as far as I know, it's it's designed to help increase our happiness, right? It's, a, it's designed to uh, release the interferences to our own hearts. Right. And that ultimately will bring happiness, not because we're trying to be happy, it's because... You know, we, we're happy automatically from, even if we are having a hard time, happiness just comes and go. I have an 11-year-old uh, daughter, and she's going through the chase. She's almost 12, and there's all kinds of changes going on. But I, I, if, I, if I just 
you know, watch her, which I do a lot, there will be moments where she's just laughing. She's just, it's not really because she found something funny. It's just that happiness, that innate baseline of freedom comes mm -hmm. out and she starts laughing. It's not to say that there's not suffering. It's not to say there's bad things, but when we, when we are, ha when we have our hearts open, you could say that, that happiness, even in dark times or even with pain, it doesn't laugh at anybody or it doesn't uh, ignore difficult situations, but the happiness turns into compassion into a way that we can handle things more easily than the contraction of these negative emotions. Hmm. So the app, so specifically, you know, we all have cell phones these days. So if you get a, in a, in a at some point, you can go to an app store and get this app called uh, either the 108 app or Love is the Power or the Heart Plus app. Sorry, that's the name, the Heart Plus app. So you download the Heart Plus app and uh, you'll have these natural frequencies like you're walking in nature without all the buildings and towers and noises. You're walking in nature. You're walking in your own essence. We yeah. are nature. Nature is us, in us, around us. And then we have other things that are stressful. So this app enhances those natural energies, those natural frequencies that in unleash happiness uh, without effort. Let's say that. Wonderful. Well, um, I want to congratulate you. The book looks amazing, uh, and 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 the technology. I think that uh, you know, being able to create something like that that really is for the betterment of humanity. I mean, there's so many apps and so many things out there, but this is actually really helping to you know increase our ability to live a more compassionate life. Um, so, congratulations on that, and thank you so much for joining me today, Robert. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. It's been my honor. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Now, uh, if we want to send people somewhere to connect with you and to get their hands on the book uh, or the app, where could we send them to do that? www108, and that's one O-N-E, so it's spelled out, and then the dot net. Wonderful. Now we'll make oh, sure that uh, if you're watching this online, we'll put the link in the, the feed below here or we'll have it somewhere around the around the video for you. So uh, so guys, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you really enjoyed the uh, the content that we have. Uh, make sure that you share this video. Please get the word out. You know, you can do that by clicking the share button here so we can get the word out uh, about this incredible book and uh, the app that we have here. Uh, and don't forget that once the show is finished, just click that link below the video so you can take our 30-second quiz to figure out what's holding you back from success. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.